Hey guys, welcome back to the Fedinger Podcast. Today we had all four of us on the couch chatting about everything to do with money. We spoke about the psychology of money. Should you budget in our 20s? Should you be investing in experiences? Should you be saving for Hajj? Should you be saving for a house? There were so many interesting topics. There were so many different opinions in this episode. You guys are going to love this episode. If you do, remember to check out all of our other episodes and subscribe. financial. Yeah, that's a, that's a big word. I, I actually wanted to personally know about oh, what this guy's... Um, your finance, financial literacy course that you're the main man that everyone <laughs> in Melbourne now sees. Seuss, the man. What is it? What do you do? I see you all over LinkedIn. Well, it's the only reason I go on LinkedIn. I go to Abdo. I'm actually not even like, sorry, my hands are clapping. One second, one second. One sec. Get there, we'll get there. We'll get there. And then boom. Thank you, you know, you know, you know, you know that. By the way, <laughs> huh? that's a trick to get rid of clammy hands. Rub, <laughs> rub, and then bang. Because like you air that last bit before you go uh, bang into it. You know, it didn't what I mean? work, but I'll just I'll give you it. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. allow it. Okay. <laughs> Look, I'm not uh, no financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Anything we say on this episode as a disclaimer, let's just put this out there right now. This is not financial advice. So if you decide to put money on Bitcoin, because one of the boys said that they put their money on Bitcoin, that's your fault. It's not ours. Uh-huh. Everything we say here is our own experiences, our own opinions, no financial advice given as a disclaimer so we don't get sued. Anyway, we only got like 5K in our bank account, so yeah. I wish. <laughs> I technically have a couple of mils. A couple of mils of what? Technically speaking. Oh, Eve? Eve's, yeah. Not Eve. A couple of like altcoins. Yeah? Yeah, a couple of altcoins. You can't cash them out, but... I can't now, but I'm inshallah, like I'm trying to be that guy, like it's going to sound kind of wild, yeah? But... Do you know like when Bitcoin or like cryptos boomed in 2017 mm-hmm. and everyone in 2017 was like, hey, I wish I was one of those guys that like bought meth in 2011 because mm-hmm. that's how they were trading with it. And then like in 2017, whatever was left over turned into 60,000, 80,000 or something like that. So I made, let's just say an investment during COVID when crypto was at like an all time high. Absolute bazonkers now, zero. Mm. Bazonkers. So Literally nothing. So, inshallah, this, this is the plan. There's no plan. I can't really do much now. The, the coins are all worth like, like 10 cents or something. Buy meth? Yeah. Not buy meth. Sell meth. No, more meth people Invest. come into the market. Close, <laughs> close. Invest in meth. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. <laughs> now, nah, more people get into the market and give it about five years or so. And inshallah, gonna be, I'll be sitting with 60 Gs like top G. You know what I mean? And I'm going to ask we'll you, see. what colour is your Bugatti? <laughs> we'll see in a few years. 20% tax already. That's it. It all goes to Federico. You can start paying Ahmed. <laughs> so so what, are you, what, are you, what are you teaching your course? What's the course actually? Because, you know, um, last year, one of my yearly goals was to not run, but help organise like a financial literacy course. And that was a thing that even I spoke to Brissa about like six months ago. Yeah. And then now, mashallah, it's actually like it's, People are doing it, which is the, the main thing. The goal is for people to start learning. Because obviously, uh, as you know, a couple of years ago, me and Wally were big into our finance books. So the main thing is the knowledge gets out there. It doesn't matter how it is. Yep. And then now I would actually be interested. I wanted to, I wanted to tag along to one of them. Yeah, Sahle, bro. But Whenever we do one, so it all depends on the audience. So everything's tailored to the audience. For example, if we do it with schools, it'd be something tailored to the year level. How about so uni kids? Uni kids. Uni kids, you talk to them a little bit more about investments and then what you want to think about moving forward with your life after uni, what happens when you become employed like full-time while you're working in university, part-time, what you should be thinking about putting your money, investing, all that kind of stuff. Like, it'll be very much tailor-made. So like university students, I remember Brother Almir was saying it in the pod, sorry, in the, in the, in the presentation. And for me, Almir is somebody that I look to for advice when it comes to that kind of stuff because he's an expert in his field. So he was saying to the students, like, you got to think about things from not an uh, instant gratification perspective. you got to look at things from where do I want to be and how do I work my way up to it because we're goal-oriented as human beings, yeah? So he would, like, he would basically uh, make everybody think about, you know, what's the steps to get to the position of being uh, a financially well-off uh, Muslim. So for us Muslims, we know that we want to get married, we want to have kids, you know, we want to be able to maintain a home or purchase a home, inshallah, in the future, as it's become feasible for us nowadays. Um, 
so he, he will tell you like, okay, so when you're saving or when you're thinking about saving, you got to set minor targets on your way to that so that when you get married, you have enough money for the nikah. When you, when you get... Uh, when, when you have a child You have enough money for that When you're about to purchase a home You have enough money for that deposit Like he, he speaks to certain other people In the past that he's worked with That have done it at a young age 23 years old You know, bought a land By 25 he'd build on it By 26, 27 he was married And the guy ended up being okay after that Does that make sense? So he was just speaking the way um, you should be really thoughtful About how you're spending your money now Early on So when you're 27, 28 You don't think far It's too late I should have already done all this stuff. Mm. Does he teach you how to manage the money? Like, does he give like a template? Like, for example, you get paid a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars, whatever. Like, does he say how you should? So that's that kind of falls into the category of financial advice, okay. which um, you need a pretty much a license to be able to do that. So, um, oh, you can't just you just can make suggestions or you can say like, oh, my opinion is, and um. what I do is, and um, that's about it. But yeah. whenever it comes to financial advice. You need to legally be able to give that. Otherwise, you're liable for whatever <laughs> happens to the person and mm. their, their basically their finances. You can uh, be sued. Yeah, 100%. But how do you, not that this matters anyway, but let's just say you tell me, hey, you're like, go invest in that crypto. Yeah. But there's no record of you telling me to actually oh, say it verbally. Yeah. Oh, okay, so. You. But if there's witnesses, obviously, in the room, there would be like it's 5, 10 people mm. or 20 so, people. So the financial literacy course is teaching you um, terms, you know, and then setting, giving like a timeline for how you can achieve whatever your financial goals are. Showing you there's possibilities. Does that okay. make sense? So it's outlining the base so you're able to capitalize on the base, move forward. Mm. You know what I mean? So a lot of people don't understand what the term investing means. A lot of people don't understand where to invest, how to invest, what's the best way to find a good investment product. Mm. You know, they'll, they'll look at the guy in the nicest suit or the shiniest badge or the best car and they'll go, okay, this guy definitely knows what he's talking about. He hasn't started once in mm -hmm. what he's saying. So, and he seems to be a Muslim or he seems to be an honest guy. So I'm just going to go along with what he says. And it's been obviously to, to, de to the detriment of our community in the past. Well, I've seen on a number of occasions there have been people that have gone around promising people a certain percentage on their investment and people are like, wow, that's unbelievable. Guy delivers it every now and again and then disappears with the money. So, there's, there's obviously, uh, as they call in the industry, cowboys and uh, sharks that obviously manipulate the goodwill of, of, yeah. of people within our community. So it's just being able to be weary of, and we had it on Talal's app as well, uh, Talal Yassin. He brought up the fact that if something seems too good to be true, then it is. You know what I mean? Especially when it comes to investing. Something seems too good to be true. Then it most likely is like remember ACN back in the day, mm. remember when everybody Network started marketing. investing in yeah, yeah. ACN the pyramid scheme, yeah. pyramid yeah. schemes, the yeah. Ponzi schemes. Yeah, all I've been in multi-level network marketing. <laughs> I've seen one. This guy <laughs> remembers. How did you? I go? didn't try to get anyone yeah, involved. How was it? Uh, that's, that's a that's a long story. We can delve into <laughs> more. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember which we one was that. I, maybe we're in. Is it uni days? Yeah, I don't know. I, I remember telling you about it when we were in like, maybe it was Geelong or something, yeah. or, or water. Yeah. One day we were just sitting on a yeah. pier. I remember, that was Geelong. You had a game. I had a game. And then I was telling you about it. I didn't <laughs> try to sign anyone up, yeah. but I had a mentor and stuff. So there's... That's how they get you. Yeah. So it's actually it's actually interesting. My one was more like... Um, delve into it. Delve into it. Yeah. So there's the pyramid schemes, which is, for example, how you make your finances, but then it's how they get you in. So some people get you in finance only. This is the only thing we do is finance. My one was more business mentorship. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So we get you in, we teach you self-development, we teach you about life. And then one part of it is obviously getting your finances in check. So for example, a rule a day was like, read 20 pages of a book, listen to a podcast a day, and I'll give you stuff to listen to. And then it's like, okay, weekly would have goal settings. Was the book Rich Dad Poor Dad? No. Nah. Okay. They have a whole book list. I can send it to you. <laughs> but I've read like a couple of different good books because yep. of it. Um, but it was like finance was one part of it. And it's they sell you the mentorship. So it's an easier thing to see. It's like, okay, they sell you the mentorship. Then it's like, okay, we do also have uh, multi-level network marketing. Yeah. Network marketing and that pyramid scheme. How do you get your money? You get people to sign up and, and stuff like that. And then you become a mentor then But it's actually, on. I did it for three months. Wow. Okay. Maybe three months. Uh, it was like an eight-week process to get the vet vetting process, and then I got in. Boom! 
Hey, no? You're a G, yeah. And then I'm like, okay. Life changing. But the thing is, like, the lucky, the organization they used for the money stuff has like a three month return policy. Okay. So technically, I lost like $60. So, oh, But the okay, lessons yeah. I learned was actually very good because now you can, someone can say something and I'll know straight away. Network marketing, pyramid scheme. Like a was lot that of like with meetings and that? Did you have? Yeah. Like, did you have a yeah, convention? Yeah. Is there nah, like there a bunch a, of people there that was just conventions, get but I never came, I never went to it because it was a whole, all around Australia. Zoom calls. But yeah. I've been to the conventions. I think did one. Did you have the ACN one? I don't know if it was ACN, but it was the same sort of scheme. Wait, yeah. did ACN get everyone? ACN got a lot of others. ACN got a lot. But that was older similar. than mine. When I was in year 11 and 12, the uni kids yeah. were getting into it. Bro, ACN was the funniest. Yeah. Mm. So, no, I was just saying the sim- there's similar companies like ACN, but ACN I think was the bigger one. Yeah. It's the same concept, right? Like yeah. the convention. But, no, but you know, they come back, it's ACN, but they come back like later on in a different form. And that's the line. Possibly, yeah, yeah, different BCN. name. But guess what ends up <laughs> happening is, so you know how, for example, when everyone got involved into ACN, Everyone that was older told you, don't get into it, it's bull. And you're like, no, it's not. This, 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 that. You get what I mean? Trump is on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. This guy traveled to Kenya. You know what I mean? He's got all this money, da, da, da. Yeah. And then after, then you end up becoming that for the younger generation. You know what it is? It's exactly when the internet first came out. And you know how everyone had a computer in their room? They're like in that, that living room that your dad always used to be on and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then you go on the wrong website. And on the website comes up that scam that says, oh, you're the lucky 1,000 blah, blah, blah winner. Your fo- mobile phone came out. You know, remember them ones? Yep. And then after you go to your mom, tell her, let me put my f- mobile number inside there. And yeah, you're like, how can it be they told me I'm the winner type of thing? But obviously your parents know better. That was literally what ACN was in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I remember my uncle was um, very weary. He looked at me and looked at uh, a couple of my relatives as well. He goes, do not put your money in this. It's something called a pyramid scheme. Looked at him like this, like, bro, we don't even know what a pyramid scheme is, to be honest with you. But if you say so, khalas, no worries, I won't yeah. put my money in it. <laughs> so, because my uncle was a businessman, he knew what he was talking about. But they also know how to, um, like, I would ask, is this a pyramid scheme? And they'll know the right answers to of make course. you not think, especially when you're 20. Like, it was during COVID, maybe I was 20 or 21. Like, you're, you're inexperienced. Like, I was never working full time at that time. Yeah. Like, you don't understand the world and how to make money. So, it's that thing where it's like, not get rich, uh, it's like get rich quick. You can get rich. This guy became a millionaire a year or whatever in four years. So you're like, damn, I love that idea. And you meet people that are like, I'm financially free at 30. And it's like, damn, I want to be that. That's the thing. And that's what they get you, yeah. This was before we all knew Fussy Tube was faking pranks. See, this is the thing, yeah? <laughs> Nobody understands, YouTube. yeah? No one understands, bro. Back in the day, we were so innocent. Like, mm. we didn't actually understand the landscape of how people would lie. Like, for example, now influencers yeah you know they do influencer marketing like the initial phases of influencer marketing was okay i don't care what she says or, or what the product is if kim kardashian says this is good even if she's selling me dog uh poop <laughs> i'm gonna go <laughs> get it because kim kardashian said it was good sure, yeah. and now people are a lot more switched on like okay now we can there decide for whether or not it's yeah. full of crap or not mm-hmm. yeah so what happens is Back in the day, we were a lot more innocent, yeah? So you, they chucked Donald Trump's name on the thing. They go, oh, yeah, Trump does it. And they were very smart in handpicking the right people in each community. People who had stature, who had, like, credibility within the community, they picked them and they go, okay, you push it and we'll pay you the money. And then those guys, basically, they they, they influenced, they spread that, that hmm. I'd say, cancer yeah. to the, 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 the people in the ranks, yeah. which is crazy. Because then people would go with this guy... Bro, trust me, you're going to make a lot of money. And then they rock up to like this massive meeting and there's about 50 paid actors mm. and they have the background music. And then everyone's like, are you ready to make a billion dollars? Yeah. They're all getting G. That's like your dream car in six months. The whole crowd's gone. I had a funny meeting with one of these guys once. I worked at a at a startup, a tech startup back in the day. What? Yeah. actually? Yeah, I actually did well. I worked intern. For a bit, and I kind of sat down at this place. You're, for like, you're like Ryan months. from the office now. <laughs> <laughs> I was a temp, bro. Yeah. So I was sitting down and having a discussion. This guy was very nice. I'm like, why is this guy so nice? As I left, the internship finished. He hits me up on LinkedIn. He's like, bro, we need to meet up. I think you're a very uh, strong-willed, and you seem like you're switched on. You want to be an entrepreneur, and you got the right stuff for it. Let's meet up and have a chat. I'm gonna bring my business uh, partner. From Queensland is coming down just for this meeting. I was like, oof. Yeah. Business partner from Queensland. I asked him what business does he have. Oh, it's two, he has two bars in Queensland. All right, let's meet up. 
So I'm not gonna, I don't have a clue what this is. It's like early 2018. You have nothing to lose either. Yeah, I don't even know how LinkedIn works. Oh. Like, why those guys give me opportunity, yeah? So this guy comes in, he goes, listen, we've handpicked you. You know how many people we could have handpicked? We picked you. I go, oh, thanks. <laughs> he goes, I want you to do me a favour. He gets like a, you know, like those um, post office parcels, slides it on the desk to me. He goes, you need to re finish reading this book in one week and we come back here, we have another meeting, we'll have a conversation again and then you're going to be ready for this. Same, okay. th same thing. Open it. Did you get hit with that? Twice. I've done, I just remember the other memory. I've done <laughs> no it twice. Way. Yeah. <laughs> Open the book. I, I was hoping this guy's on the front cover. It was yeah. Cash Flow Quadrant, that book? No, no. This guy goes, he's going to put Rich Dad, Poor Dad in front of him. Yeah, but which Rich Dad, Poor Dad? That's what I remember the now. Pink, the purple one. I don't know which okay, one. Okay, doesn't matter. Yeah. So he yeah. said that to me. He's like to me, what do you want to do? If you had all the money in the world, what would you do with it? Got to help people. <laughs> That's so honourable. It's so this da, 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 and he's genial. Like, all right, like what's what's the point of all this? Like what what do you? Are you gonna offer me a job with a salary? Is there something of of value for me here? No, something better than money. What is it? Go knowledge. I go roh man. Don't call me again. I go listen. You want your book back? <laughs> he goes yeah. I go okay here. Take it, bro. I'm done. That's why. Yeah. That's why when we started Rich Dad Poor Dad, this guy wasn't taking us serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that was the that was the first finance book I read. Yeah. yeah. I didn't I didn't open it after yeah. that, bro. I was like, it's actually it's actually open. a decent book. Probably a good. It's book, actually yeah. a pretty good book. Really good book. actually. Yeah. yeah. I th the thing about finance is there's so many different things to actually discuss. Like even in the literacy course, you can't financial literacy course. You can't teach everything in one day. Like you can literally do a whole podcast on how to money, how to manage money, and, and then what circumstances are different yeah. too. Yeah? yeah, like that's Definitely. what people don't understand. Like I remember um, Almir was bringing up the fact that people, um, they all want to invest in something that gets them rich quick, something intangible like mm -hmm. stock or, yeah. or or Bitcoin or whatever it is. And he's like, I prefer to invest in, and he says it for himself. He was like in the podcast that we had with him. I prefer to invest in something tangible, something of value, something that impacts the community. Yeah. Something that I can see the fruits of the labor of the people who I'm investing in is in front of me. So, like for example, like, yeah. small business okay. or, or or like a pharmacy or or, or, mm. or a, like some people even invest in like doctors' yeah. offices. Like you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. like medical centers. Yeah, they put their money in in the development phase and uh -huh. they get a return. Return off yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I'm I remember Almir said like investing in things you can control. But I think that's where it's like um, people get sold on the idea of get rich quick. You know, that's like, especially people in their 20s, they want to have, like, 20s is the period where you have good health, f abundance of free time, no money. Mm. And what happens in your 60s? Abundance of money, even free time, bad health. Yeah. And in your 40s, uh, abundance of health still pretty good or decent, uh, good money, no free time. No free time. Mm. It's just different periods and we always crave what we don't have. But obviously, like, we... You know, Alex Hermosi, you know, we were sending each other to his uh, account and stuff. He says, for every single, like he's made over $100 million, he goes, every dollar I'll make from today, which will probably be two billion, he goes, I'd give it away just to be back in my 20s. He goes, that free time that I had, that luxury of doing whatever I wanted, I'm never going to have that again. Yeah. You know, and I read a uh, book, do you remember Millionaire Fastlane? Mm. Ali Abdal says his favorite finance book, and it talks about like, um, obviously how to become a millionaire and it says like there's no such thing there's such thing as get rich quick but no such thing as get rich easy mm. and that's what people think it is so you get rich quick you can become a millionaire in minimum seven years because that's his timeline if you're if you're disciplined and you put all your free time in it it'll take you seven years to become a millionaire it's like but then even that idea it's like seven years trade-off you can't work week yeah you're working weekends every single day when you finish your shift you're working it will take you seven years you're like I thought it was easy where I just invest in one stock and I'm a millionaire tomorrow. Yeah, it's like that's, that's not how it works. And that's where you have to ask yourself, what's it really for? Like, is that what I'm trying to do? Seven years of like so-called grinding, that extra bit just to get to that point. And then you might get to that point. It's like I'm burnt out or maybe it's not what I want to do. Yeah. I think it would be good for us maybe now because we're all in our 20s, not married, ma uh, married, kind of talking about our financial goals in our 20s. Because then it gives people to listen. Like, for example, some of us might be, like, for example, me, I personally, in my 20s, do not want to think about a house. Really? Like, I, yeah, could, put, I could put money aside for a house, yeah. but as 24-year-old just married, it's like abundance of free time to go travel, and I want to do hajj before I get a house. How about kids, bro? You know what I mean? This is, this is what I'm saying. Like, you know, if you don't do it in your 20s because you don't have kids yet, mm. it might be a little bit more difficult down the line to actually end up purchasing a home. Is that something you're willing to trade off? 
You don't want to yeah. own a home? You don't I'd love it? to own a home. And I want to own a home. Yeah. But at a, as a 24-year-old, I don't want it to be my main concern because I feel like if as soon as you get a house or you invest in a house, firstly, you use most of your savings, which is fine. Yeah. And as soon as you get a house, the number one financial goal you should have is pay off the house quicker. For example, the principal. Just keep paying off that principal so you can pay it off quicker. But what happens when you're going for Hajj? Hajj costs 40K if you want to have two people now. You know, when do you get to travel? If you want to go backpacking or live overseas and all this stuff. Like, in my 20s, I'd rather wait until I'm 30. And mm. if I invest in a property at 30, I feel like that's young okay. to invest in a property. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like, see, the good thing about a house is if you decide to go to Hajj, for example, or you decide to go somewhere else, um, and you want to travel for a year or two, or whatever it is, the beautiful thing about owning a home is you can actually rent it if you wanted to. You can end up making money off of the house that you actually own. You won't really own in five, ten years there. So you won't really be making money. You'll be paying the mortgage back. No, no, but yeah, you? you're paying. Th- no, no, but this is the thing about the house. So as soon as you sign the lease, you basically own it. Do you know what I mean? True. Not the lease, but the, the actual the mortgage. As soon as you sign that contract, that's underneath your name. It's, it's yours. Khalas, that's it. But the thing is, yeah, and this is something that I learned along the way when people brought up the pros and cons of owning and and. And not owning a home. Some people are like, yeah, it doesn't matter about your portion of dunya, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, no worries. Like, I remember Almir brought it up in one of the things. I'll keep referring back to Almir, but he's like, I'm learning a lot from Malama Barik. Some guy asked in the crowd once, he goes, he goes, um, what's the point of ownership if, like, we're going to die anyway? We're travelers, we should be living on this earth like strangers. He goes, if the Sahaba own their camels, they rent them. They go, oh, okay. He goes, I can even refer back to the story of Uthman in the well where that guy and him were having a dispute about um, you know him he started to charge people to actually come and drink from the well obviously paraphrasing here but then Uthman goes okay I'll buy the well off you he goes no I don't want to sell it he goes okay how about this instead I'll buy half I'll own it half I have it for these many days and then you keep the other half and then um, you basically you do what you want on those days it's no problem, sir. Uthman ended up making it free those days, and the guy ended up getting run out of business. So he bought the rest of him, told him to, to leg it. Yeah. Mm. So the beautiful thing about that is, when he owned it, he actually had. He actually had the capability to do what he liked with it. Does that make sense? Mm. When you rent a house, or when you're, you're not, you you basically don't own the joint. You actually don't, you don't have a say in what happens to you. Does that make sense? I know that there's like rental agreements and so on and so forth but if after a year the guy goes yeah your lease is done Khalas, get, yeah. figure out another joint okay how about this you're 25 you rent you invest in a place yeah at 35 you it's your goal is to pay off the house you know obviously as soon as you can you don't have to yep. you can do your 30 day, your 30 year loan and pay it off as, uh, in that 30 year period but then how is how, it's going to be difficult to save 40k to go on hajj and you need a new car and you know you want to take your kids to private school, or your wife stops working. Like it's only going to become harder. So I feel like these other things, like Hajj and whatever, do it earlier. You know the beautiful thing about life is there's no wrong or right answers. Yeah. So if somebody decides, bro, I only want to rent for the rest of my life. I'm not actually interested in ever purchasing a home. I just need somewhere for me to have a roof over my head and a place where my family can. You know, settle for a bit And then if I have to shift I'll shift, no worries I don't mind It's subjective, yeah Yeah it, Bro, some people Genuinely could live like that Okay, no worries Yeah, mm-hmm. and then there's some people That go I don't feel martih, I don't feel martih means rested I don't feel rested In a place Not knowing Whether or not I'm allowed to stay here The next year Whether my kids Have to move schools Or have to do this Or have to do that You know And it all, it's all contingent On the landlord Like Obviously I'm not going to discount Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Is obviously The one who writes everything and that there's there's um, tawakkul involved in all of this process, but you also have to tie your camel. You have to ensure, or from what I understand, you have to ensure that these issues or these situations can't occur if you don't, if you're not equipped or ready for them to occur down the line. Does that make sense? So you have to be aware fully of what these decisions mean for you and for the the. the 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 pretty much the yeah the people that you live with mm-hmm. you have to understand to be fully aware and be okay with that because if something happens you can't go why me later because you made the decision does that make sense when you make a conscious effort to actually live a certain type of lifestyle which I'll bring it to that um, the book that you guys loved uh, for our work week 
when you when you design your lifestyle, when you choose how you want to live, yeah, you can make decisions accordingly. You can go, okay, now nah, I never wanted to actually stay in Australia or Melbourne as my one place. That's it. Mm-hmm. I want to try out different places, and I want to test the waters in different countries. I want to be able to go and do A, B, and C in my life, bro. That's, there's no problem at all. But you have to understand that there's a trade-off. You lose that possibility of being able to do such and own such. a place, have a place called home, and 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 like security. if that's something mm. you're happy with, exactly. Yeah. If you're happy with that, then no worries. Yeah. But some people want it all, yeah. Yeah. That's why you got to be intentional. Yes. That's why being intentional comes into play. Do you want to own a place? What's your goal? Like, what are you thinking? Me, bro. I'll be honest. There was like a period of my life where I was like. Like money, money, money. Like early on, yeah. When I say money, money, it's like, okay, cool. How can I make money? How can I do this and all that kind of stuff? But I've been in a phase for the longest time where, and I kind of like it as well, where it's more let me like enjoy as much as what I have now, which is basically like free time. And obviously that means other things take a cut, you know what I mean? Um, Down the line and all that kind of stuff. Um and as a result, I don't have to like focus on, or at least I don't miss out on certain like opportunities. Do you get what I mean? Like I don't mind going to, let's just say we went on a holiday. I don't mind going to that holiday with $100 in my pocket, yeah, then having to work every single day. Like the concept of working every single day at the end of the year getting two weeks off, yeah, isn't like sort of in like my sort of like realm, you know? So going back to what Sue said, it's like, you know that if you commit to this sort of lifestyle, then something else gets a trade-off. But like sort of with that, I've started to realize that a life with money makes everything 10 times easier. Do you get what I mean? Like you can live on like the brink where everything is like, alhamdulillah, like I've been blessed with this and cool, whatever. But then after there's times where you're like, okay, cool. If I had a bit more to do that, then it would have been, it would have made that like a little easier. But then it's also the concept that like, because I remember there was one time I think it was maybe when I came back from, what do you call it, from my trip, where it was like the longest period where I wasn't earning money, yeah, away from like my work and whatnot. And obviously like my income stopped for a period of time. And then after I was like, damn, like, because up from that moment, up until I first ever got my job, I've never, I've always had a stable income, you know what I mean? And then like that first two weeks or whatever back, now I'm becoming super conscious with the way that I spend money. Like a cup of coffee at Macca's is a big deal. It's not a massive deal. Like, relax, I'm not broke and shit. Like, chill out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's like... You, you start to feel the effects more, though. 100%. Yeah. You start to realise if you get the pods from Woolworths and there's 10 in it, you get 10 coffees out of it for the price of one coffee from Macca's. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? You start to think like that, adding you, them up. You start to become, like, more conscious and stuff. But with that... Go. There's interest, something interesting. I, I remember I was listening to Freshly Grounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a podcast with, I think it was Sam. And he was speaking about some rich guy that he had spoke to in the past. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, like, there's things that I won't budge on. Like, for example, you know how we, we buy yeah. soap that's like a moisturizer soap or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The one that's in like the, 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 the liquid form. Yeah. He goes, I'll never buy it in liquid form. He goes, there's no way I'm going to purchase that. I only get 100 uses out of that. But instead, I buy the, the, the bar of soap. Yeah. He goes, and I get 1,000 uses out of that. I won't budge on that. That's one thing that I won't budge on. Like I know where to spend my money. I'd rather buy fine clothes, like upper echelon clothes, like Dior, whatever it is. I understand that that value appreciates over time, than to be somebody who spends money willy nilly on everything. Mm-hmm. And um, so he goes, you pick your battles and stuff. Conscious like, spending. That's mm. yeah. that's yeah. a bit yeah. yeah. Have you heard of Ramit Sethi? No. You know yeah. yeah? He's a legend, yeah. You know Ramit Sethi? No, I don't. Okay, know you guys should. He's got a podcast. He's got a book and a Netflix show that just came out, all called How to Get Rich. Indian? Indian guy, yeah. 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 And then, but his, sh- his Netflix show just came out uh, two months ago. He took like 10 couples that were going through different financial problems and then he kind of just taught them. Oh, Netflix, yeah. Hola, chicos, como están? Okay, now I've got your attention. Pause the video. If you haven't subscribed, click the subscribe button and enjoy the rest of the video. But he pretty much <laughs> says, like, how to get rich. It's like, figure out what your rich lifestyle is. Yes. Some of you it's clothes, some of you it's this. Yeah. And he goes, what people don't understand is they're like, oh, I don't want to go buy the Starbucks coffee. I'll make one at home and save $3. But when you're buying a house, when you're buying big purchases, which is in the thousands, they don't try to budge and save money there. So you could literally like bargain a deal at the dealership for a car from 16K to 15K. 
and save a thousand dollars, and that's equivalent to five hundred coffees, a year and a half worth of coffees. I always and he goes, "That's what you got to figure out how to." I always put yeah. it in family burger boxes from KFC. Yeah, family burger box costs how much? Yeah, Twenty five. Okay. Yeah. Four burgers, yeah. two chips, popcorn, chicken, and nuggets. Okay. That feeds about two no three drinks. Levels, yeah? yeah. Yeah. Sorry, one lebo. One lebo. Two or three and a uh, half, depending uh, average on average human beings. Yeah. Yeah. So if you and your <laughs> missus eat once a day, twenty nine bucks. You don't have to eat any more calories the rest of the day. You're thinking about it through that. Carlos, you make your decisions. Good luck to your that. future wife. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, you're gonna burn. <laughs> no yeah. nutrition whatsoever. Family <laughs> yeah. yeah. burger boxes, mate. <laughs> it does come. It does come down to being like more intentional with your spending, because it. it I th- I thought about it in terms of like. The money's going to either accumulate like by saving, you know, in terms of I save, you know, spending coffee before work, spending my dinners, where it can go the opposite way, where it's like, if I'm just spending for no reason, next thing you know, I've sp- I've, I've, I've overspent like two, three hundred dollars in that one week mm. of, of like eating out or like shouting the boys and stuff like that. So it can go either way if you're not conscious. Yeah. yeah. You know, one but thing that was actually interesting that I think Ashraf brought up to me once back in the day. I think it was like making minimal goals based off of the paycheck that you get. So, for example, we're in lockdown, yeah? We're getting the job seeker payments, yeah. 1,100 in you that were coming every fortnight, yeah? So, what I used to do is I used to go, okay, right now I'm sitting at 1,100 to begin with. That was my first paycheck. The next one's coming in. I need to ask myself, what do I want my goal to be? So, if I say I want 2,000 by the next paycheck, I can only spend 200. So, the goal is so when I get the next paycheck, I have an extra 100 or 200 or whatever it is. Maybe I say 2,500 after the next pay. So it's kind of setting those little minute goals so you don't go past. You remember you were telling me yeah. about it? Like never go under at yes. all costs, yeah. I have a rule, never go, like now with my wife, I keep a lot of my money at MCCA and stuff. And I'm like, I never go, uh, what's it called? I never go over 5K with my wife. All my other money goes into like uh, my main savings account. If I get anything ever, it just keeps sending it to savings. Because you've got emergency fund, like $1,000 there waiting if anything happens. And savings, I don't need as much in my local savings. I just keep putting it in my... Definitely. You know, that's the good thing about like those books. You know, like everyone goes, oh, rich dad, poor dad. Like it's just one of those cliche books everyone's read, blah, blah, blah. They're just trying to sell you a life that's like you, you can't attain because they're rich and whatnot. But I think the best thing about rich dad, poor dad is the fact that it taps you into a sort of like a world that you didn't see from because you never like knew any better. Different lens. Do you yeah. get what I mean? Like for example, like I remember where I was when I was reading this, but like the concept of the rich using tax as a way of like getting a return on their money and whatnot. Yep. Whereas before the way we saw tax was just that essential. Well, you pay, pay it. You got to pay it. Let's yeah. get it off our shoulders and all that kind of stuff. Whereas like Donald Trump will use that for example to, he'll intentionally have coffees and write it off. In regards to tax or he's playing and like you know those like little concepts in regards to those little hacks yeah yeah like that that knowledge that he teaches you so then later on it's like okay i can actually do this you know what i mean you know your full capabilities before you got mm. that's for sure y- right? yeah that's something that we have to understand because if you don't understand the landscape of what you're working with bro how are you going to be able to you yeah. know pick those little pockets and, and and you know profit off them and and be a little bit more smart and wise with your money like those um i remember the just talking about books now. I just realized it. But um Wait, you go back to uh, go back to the four hour work week. I was curious about that though. Yeah, that's what that's what yeah. I was gonna touch on. So one thing that he said in the book that really like sparked mm-hmm. the way I thought about money, because uh for us it's usually bro shoot for the dark, you just want to be a millionaire, yeah? As soon as you're a millionaire, you're financially free. Calm, no worries. I just need to be extremely rich and then all my problems dissolve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What we do wrong is we believe that there's there needs to be a certain amount of money in our bank account uh, and it has to be in the millions in order for us to be financially <coughs> free. But he goes, hang on a second. Why don't we just reverse engineer what it looks like to be rich, how we would act and how we would, basically how would we live, how would we live our life if we had like unlimited money? Yeah. What would we do? And then start reverse engineering our lives and understanding how much exactly we need to be able to live that lifestyle. So... He'll go, for example, I, I want to yeah. go on a holiday every once a year. I want to go on a holiday once a year. I want to own a home and I want to be able to eat out once a month with my wife. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah? And go, okay, no problem. Reverse engineer, calculate how much that would cost over a year 
and then figure out how much a salary you need per year to be able to function in that lifestyle comfortably, yeah? yeah. And then I go, okay, hang on a second. SubhanAllah, like, if you work a job, yeah, if you work a job, you're actually, like, you don't even need that much money. You Like, your salary doesn't even need to be that high in order for you to have some sort of a enjoyable, sustainable life. Mm-hmm. Did you attempt this experiment? Yeah. Actually, what was your number? Me? Mine was... I'm not going to lie to you. This is just the calculations, not something that I'm actually doing. It's, I think, 100. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to say it because employers in the future, if they watch this, it's all you they're going to limit it, yeah? We'll bleep it out, we'll bleep it out. We'll bleep it out, but... Um, okay. Because you literally list anything, like I'll get a new car every three years, I'll go on a holiday every two oh, months. So very I'll specific. Eat like, it list everything... Um, guess the like put numbers next to it and then how much it would cost. And really, to live Ali's life as a millionaire, it's not that expensive. Mm. It's more of a shock, right? Yeah, like check, even if you like go, I'll rent much. a chauffeur, I have a private chef. It's like, okay, private, if you get someone to prep all your meals, it's 250 a week, it's not that much money. Wow. Like, really, if you look at it, you're like, okay, you know, wait, but have you guys always thought there's a certain like X amount of number? Before you feel like you're rich? No, no. For, for me, when I was younger, anything above the million. Was a rich So a millionaire yeah. is what you're aiming for. Mm. As soon as you can say, I'm a millionaire, خلص, that's it. That means you're, yeah. you're good. Yeah. Subhanallah, a millionaire doesn't mean anything. This isn't true. A millionaire means, uh, you know, own a property. doesn't mean anything else. It doesn't yeah. mean nothing anymore. Yeah. So that, that, that's what it was. We were working off rough estimates and mm. not understanding quite exactly what it was that would make me feel free financially. Yeah. So what it is specifically that I like for example, yeah, I only recently got a new phone. I had my old phone for seven years. You got the fifteen? Yeah. Yeah, again. So I had my old phone for seven years. And to be honest with you, if it didn't slow down, I wouldn't have changed it. Mm-hmm. If my laptop at home didn't slow down, I wouldn't have changed it. Yeah. Like Wallah Azim, they're not things that I'm like, oh I can't wait to get and like every H- year yeah, I want to yeah. renew. So it's like I don't even have to consider them expenses. Like or something that I would be um be, be concerned with that if I was rich I would do A B and C because it wouldn't be crossing my mind like when it comes to sneakers for example or shoes it's a different ball game yeah yeah I'd go okay I would probably want one every five months and then I start looking at the shoes that I got and I'm like I only got two feet yeah. but then again like you can still have that thing it's not too bad because Ashraf, like Ashraf was saying you can still have that rich life that what Ramit Sethi was saying exactly and at least you have that then everything else you're a bit more in line more. I, mean, I would say more intentional exactly. with how you spend your your money. So it's not too bad. It's like guilt-free. But it's a hard thing for yourself to discover because sometimes like your friends are around and your friends are really big into shoes and then you're like, I don't really care about shoes and then or fashion trends. Like there's different things like, oh, and then that's when you just have to kind of understand. It's like if you really love traveling, you should save money for traveling. You shouldn't be spending, you shouldn't be eating out every single day exactly. and, you know, buying clothes every two weeks. Like mm. that, if that, those things aren't important to you because they're not... Um, leaning, making you more happy, yeah. and that's really what it should be. Your money should be going towards things that bring fulfillment in life. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that's how you should see money exactly yeah. in exchange for goods and services that can enhance <laughs> your quality of life. Are you guys like think like when you make money? For example, you make a thousand a week, whatever. Are you putting a couple hundred each week into investing, or is it more saving for a house? Like, are you thinking, okay, let me put money in stocks? You know, there was or let me put. There was a period of time I was doing that. Cause I'm straight saving. Yeah, I'm, s- I'm straight advised. Like those stuff, yeah. Like yeah. house, hajj, overseas. Well, I'm being serious here. Yeah, like yeah. for me, it is general saving. Like, alhamdulillah, I got my first like full-time gig, yeah. And I'll tell you honestly, the first few months, I could start to catch myself out and getting excited. Like getting, you know, you get all these ideas like, oh, I'm getting more money now. What can I buy? Oh, I'll buy the new iPhone or mm. you know, I can buy a new pair of shoes. Mm. But then it's like, then you really got to ask yourself because it's hard because all this excitement, you're getting all these ideas like, oh, I want to do this and that. I can travel more maybe. Because I'm making more money, I can save more. But then now I'm asking myself about like, how much do I want to save per week? How much do I need to spend in terms of expenses? But it's mostly general savings. Like uh, the investing thing, I haven't, I haven't really taken that step yet. Uh, when I, I got my first full-time job before we got Almir the first time on, and I asked him, I said, should I invest? Because a lot of people say money in the bank account is just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And it's not doing anything for you. It's doing stuff for the bank. Obviously, I'm like, that's stupid. What The bank's making money on it. I'm not. Then I asked Almir, he's the only person I've asked, and he said, Don't inv- if you're if you're gonna invest in stocks, leave your money in stocks. 
Yeah, if true. you're gonna invest your money, if you want, but if you want to save for a house, something, then just save it. Don't invest in stocks, and a year later pull it out to get into a house, and then you just keep mixing and matching your money. So right now, because we, at least I don't have disposable income, like I don't have extra income that can't go towards anywhere. All extra income goes towards the house money. Mm. True, but if you have a house and you're paying off your principal, then it's like, oh, my extra two hundred dollars, I invest it. So true. it's a bit different. Yeah. Yeah, and for example, some people wouldn't put the two hundred into an investment product. They put it back into the actual s- the house, so that in, in the future, whenever they're trying to pay off their um the, the 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 remaining balance on the house, it's paid off quicker over time, which means that they pay less in the long run. Does mm. that make sense? With fees so and all that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So it all depends on what you want to do. Like, I've started obviously because I work at a financial firm. Obviously, started investing the money that I've got into the um into different avenues. But yeah, I think. Not putting your eggs into every basket was something that I took in, uh, from an, uh, as advice from some people that were in the industry. What type of things like it's because sometimes like stocks get a bit confusing. Like I know there's um, index funds where everyone says put your money in index funds. Oh, that's where we get yeah. yeah. Like for example, uh, you know the top five hundred companies put it in there. But then as a Muslim, a lot of those companies are yeah. unethical, not um, halal, Sharia compliant. Yeah. So it's like what what did you do? Th- what you do? Oh, you don't care, Bismillah. No, 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 no. Win <laughs> win. I do, um, money, but baby. I'm conscious. Yeah, I'm conscious of uh, revealing too much. Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's more where you got your knowledge from. For people, it's like, okay, did you watch YouTube videos? And that kind of made you. Like, for example, all these books, we read it to make Ashraf's opinion or Wally's opinion or your opinion. So it's more like, okay, I asked people of knowledge. Oh, no, I, I watched. Um, I've watched a couple of uh, different YouTubers. Obviously, take everyone's advice with a grain of salt. I feel like, and they always tell you this: it's like you invest in things that you're the most you're most comfortable with. So if you feel like later on you're like, why yeah. did I put my money in that? Mm-hmm. Like for example, some people put their money in Qantas, yeah, and uh, they were comfortable with whatever happens, yeah, because they're like, okay, I feel like this is the right thing to invest in because of A, B, and C. Not just oh, I want a good return, like. They actually like, like messed with the brand and what they do and stuff like that. It's like okay, now this is a more um, informed decision. Mm-hmm. Now it's something where you can go okay, even if it's starting to go down, I can hang my hat on the fact that I'm still enjoying or I still I'm happy that I'm involved with or invested in this organization because they do something that I in like I really rate or that I myself appreciate. So that's something that I'm conscious of when I invest. As a, as a whole Because then later on I can go Okay but then yeah. I can't blame myself Because I'm like okay I invested in this And they were doing good work They were doing khair They were doing A, B and C You know And I'm like okay No problem Whatever happens Happens yeah? Now mm. it's like I've done my due diligence I put my tawakal on Allah Whatever happens Happens The return all that And you can be conscious A little bit more You know, It all, it all depends on Your risk appetite Yeah True. Some people uh some people want high risk, high reward. What's yours like? You're um, a risky guy? Risky for the biscuit type? Um, I'm in the middle. Mm. It all depends. The right opportunity has to occur. But, yeah. but we don't have that much disposable income. Like That's the thing. True, like You're yeah. supposed to actually... It doesn't really matter on your income. Like so you, Even if you only have $100. Like Some people are like, I invest at 100 mm-hmm. Like I'm willing to keep reinvesting in my business, you know? But it's a hard thing, man, you know? Like even understanding like your risk is written. So yeah. you might invest a thousand dollars in something and then it doesn't work out. And it seems like it's foolproof, yeah? yeah? Like somebody will tell you like, for example, Tesla stocks have never been better, yeah? They went up recently, or they shot up a fair bit, Allahumma Barik, over the last whatever amount of uh, months or year. Some people are like, okay, it's a given. Khalos, I put my money in that. It's going to keep going up. Whatever happens in the future, like somebody goes, oh, okay, now we're just doing nuclear-powered cars, whatever it is. Yeah. It sounds wild, I know, I've got no clue about the industry, but um, somebody does something else, it's more revolutionary than what Tesla was doing, and Elon Musk or something like that takes a massive hit uh, in his personal brand, because obviously Tesla is majorly uh, marketed as Elon Musk, yeah. you know what I mean? Majorly marketed through their owner. So if, say, for example, he does something like they did to Kanye, like... They just completely wiped him off the face of the earth. Him, yeah. Andrew Tate. You know what I mean? And then your stock gets a massive hit. Mm-hmm. There was no surefire way to explain or understand why it happened or how it happened. But it did. Yeah. 
And I made a conscious decision to put money there And it didn't work out But that's Allah SWT has written that And I'm, I'm, I can accept that it's, it's like When you make a conscious decision It's a lot easier to go Okay, خلص, I, I can accept it I can move forward from it But if we can't accept it Because we don't understand it And you think that everybody in the world Is trying to screw you over Then um, you might need to do a little bit more research Before you start putting your money in places mm. Because that's probably the most essential part of all of this You gotta, you gotta do your due diligence After you've done your due diligence Everything sits well with you From an, I like, Don't go next to anything you don't understand Don't ever invest in anything you don't understand Don't ever go near anyone you can't put your finger on You know what I mean Like it's it's very simple Like stranger danger Kind of stuff yeah. mm-hmm. Do you, you know think it's I mean? better For just people to Have the mindset of Like investing in themselves Or invest Because like That's the thing where It goes back to Almira's advice Like investing something You can control Yeah But then it's like Some people are just They're working 9 to 5 And they don't have the um, Goals to start a business Or something like that Or co-own a business yeah. or So it's like you know? It all depends on your lifestyle, bro. Where you want to live, how you mm. want to live in the future. Um, where do you see yourself in 10 years, 15 years? If Allah SWT permitted it, if you had enough money to be able to do what you wanted, what you want to do, you work towards it, bro. That's pretty much how I see it. I know it makes it sound a little bit more simple, and a lot of people will be like, life's not that easy. You know, I work at Coles, I'm checkout chick, whatever it is. No worries. Like, mm. it's, it's calm. Like, figure out a way to get out of your situation. Most people as well, you're not. Most people aren't financially um, successful in their twenties. Like you have to understand, a lot of times it's the, you're in the knowledge acquisition phase, exactly. and wealth building happens more in thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. Like if you look at percentage of wealth that increases, it's normally like after forty. Yeah. So a lot of times it's like you just got to trust the process. You know, invest in yourself and stuff like that because wealth acquisition and wealth um, accumulates so much more forty plus. What do you guys think the balance should be? Um, or what's your guys' balance between saving and spending in your 20s? Like, are you pretty frugal? Or are you like, no, invest in experiences? Like, see how you said... I'm very frugal, bro. Yeah? Hey, what's frugal mean again? That's like... Like conscious of spending. Do you know what you know those words? No, no, so the opposite of what yeah. that is, basically. Like, like <laughs> a, nah, conscious, nah, like a conscious spender? Su- no, and you're a super saver. Like, you know, like, not super saver, but you you like to save first. Yeah. You know? No, I'm not a... I'm not... Certain circumstances have made me a conscious spender, but I'm not frugal with my money, if that makes sense. It's just that every time money goes out the bank, now I have to be conscious of it. But then after, I'm still the first to be like, hey, yo, let me just spend. But then I get myself into a predicament where it's like, oh, shit, I probably shouldn't have spent that. You get what I mean? But majority of those times, I'm willing to take that on the chin. You get what I mean? Because I'm a big believer in that whole like, like it is what it is, and it's a bad thing because that it is what it is. I know myself personally that it is what it is is gonna go, like depending on what I want in the future. If it is to have like a house, like we we're gone early on. If it is to have a certain business, or it is to have some sort of savings for like a rainy day, you know what I mean. I might not have that, but the thing is, I've made that conscious decision where it's exactly. like it's it's a conscious decision where it's like I'm so on vibes, yeah. Sounds that sounds so cliche, but like I'm on so on vibes that like if someone was to say, "Hey, yo, let's let this haps happen and let's travel there and all that kind of stuff," if it means that it might be a bit strict, it might be a bit stingy and all that kind of stuff, I'll find a uh, like a way to make it work. And if it's within my means, like I won't go out of my way to go borrow ten thousand dollars when I know I can't. You get what I mean? Mm. And one thing I hate more than anything is debt. You get what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, because no, but some people though they're naturally like able to put themselves in debt. And then after that, I don't know, like the ramifications of it down the line, you know, where it's like, okay, I've got myself in 10,000, but it's like, but you've got 10 other $10,000 debts. Yeah. So it's like, how you can you like keep that stuff on bloke? So I know like my safety, like sort of like spending. But the thing is, I know that's only for a certain period of time, you know what I mean? Because considering my life situation right now, I'm single, like I've just wrapped up my studies and all that kind of stuff. You might not have this time again. Do you get what I mean? And I'm in a fortunate position where the job that I work, I get consistent shifts on a casual basis, you know what I mean? So then after I can sort of dictate my, my day-to-day you plans. You have that flexibility. Like sort of, do you get what I mean? Like if if the boys were like, if you like, just say an opportunity came up for fair income where it's like, okay, cool, go record this video in London, bang. Mm. But then after the thing is, I've only got like a certain amount, like X amount, like I'm down for that, you know what I mean? But then obviously later on, it gets to a time where you got to start being like a bit more conscious. Yeah. 
this we got family and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's the trade off, bro. Yeah, it is. You have you have to be like okay with later on down the line if Allah Subhanahu wa Taala doesn't bless you enough in the future, not bless you enough doesn't doesn't bless you with what you expected was gonna be enough for you later on because you made these decisions in the past. You can't like think yeah. that it's something's gonna magically appear yeah. in your bank account even though you've made all these decisions like. It's like, okay, I earn this much, but I spend this much, but then I'm expecting to be able to afford a house. Yeah. And you're like, okay, where, where did it all go? This isn't fair. How come this guy can do it? How come that guy can do it? How I should be able to do it as well. I should be making more money. The problem isn't me. The problem is my job's not paying me enough. My This is not working. Da, da, da. But it's like, okay, like, what this, were you making every possible decision or every conscious decision you possibly could into like pushing in that direction and, yeah. and actually getting to that position? So if you're happy on vibes, no problem. Come. Yeah. When you're 30 years old, inshallah, you have a kid and you're with your wife and you're thinking, I need to get out of rent. She's got to be on vibes too, though. Yeah, Just yeah. letting her know. She's not on vibes then. Yeah. You're not keeping up with yeah, this yeah, lifestyle. Yeah. This, this is what I mean, though. Yeah. yeah, like You have to both be okay. Come. No worries. We don't mm. care. It's not It's not too much of a big deal when uh, Abdi Farah comes up to you and goes, yeah. Oh, cuz, well, I bought a house. Best decision of my life. Now I've got two. I've got an investment property. Yeah. I've got A, B, and C uh, uh, land in the mm-hmm. future. Inshallah, I'm looking at these prospects. You're like, mm. okay, yeah. No worries. Mashallah, that's your risk. You know the way that I see it? The way that I see it is like point blank at the end of the day. Like, do you consider yourself as living? Like, like, did you live that day? Did you enjoy that day? You know? And if you can say that when you're looking back, then i rather that than just imagine I had my head down for like 10 years straight working yeah. a job. And then you look back and then after you go, damn, like I could have. Because to a certain degree, you don't like going back to like, how much that's you know that point you mentioned from for um for our work week where he goes how much could in terms of x amount of money could you see yourself as living if you look back at it and you work yourself like back to it it's like technically if you were working a job that paid you one hundred and forty thousand dollars let's just say in a year and you don't technically need one hundred and forty thousand dollars a year then you've sort of lost when you look backwards you know and it's that yeah. whole concept of it's like regretting the time lost because the more time that you have in my eyes, is more expensive than the valuables that you sort of have, you know what I mean? But then it also all goes back to what I said earlier on, where it's like, you also got to realise that sometimes the vibes cost money, you know what I mean? Yeah, it will catch up to you at a certain point because you can't do everything sort of on vibes, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's that type of point. But then also part of growing up, you know what I mean, is you still got to be conscious and the saving kicks in um, if when you have kids, you know? So all of this isn't done without knowledge, you know? Um, alhamdulillah Because if I was doing this Without knowledge then Just a dickhead yeah. in the long run I honestly think it's Starting with asking yourself The tough <laughs> questions Like I I don't know how common it is To ask these questions Like Let's use 40 years old For example As a 40 year old Looking back at Ali 27 Or whatever age You guys would like To look back at And you say Are you happy with Everything you did Was there anything You would want to do more And I'm thinking of like Today for example For myself Like everything I've done Up until today Am I happy with like this is enough? I can move to forty year old Ali with kids, for example, and I can't do you know extra solo traveling. I can't go this London trip mm. with the Fade Income Boys. Like these are the type. Like these questions, they sound simple, right, and easy, but then to give it time to think about, it's not. It's uh, it takes longer than you think. I'll give an example. You went six months before last year. Yeah, you would have you would have worked full time in that. Yeah. So for example, you make ten k in that time, and you spent ten k. Would you lose all of those experiences for twenty k in your bank account more right now? No, no chance. Wait, would you 100%. lose? Say that again. Like, would you lose all of those experiences traveling for twenty k more in your bank account? Because it gives. It also gives like there's richness in your School experiences question. in them, like with everything else you do in your mind and the type of life you live. Like, I'm only twenty seven. Imagine not having any of these experiences. Not just the one I had, but let's just say most of the ones I've had up until today. If I didn't have any of that and I went straight into a full-time job up until today, my richness of mind with in terms of experiences, stories to be able to tell, to speak to people, the mm. even the people you've met as well, it's just like a whole different... You don't know what you're missing out on. Really. Wait, so, yeah, I would take the 20. You would? Yeah, but Big look at this. Listen, listen, sure. listen. Just let me land, let me land. <laughs> yeah. Now, I wouldn't regret it. I'd just take that 20 chain, keep it pushing, you know? <laughs> and but go then, again with 20K. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
But down the line, when you're like 50, that's when you regret it. You know what I mean? Because when you go tell, like for example, you're mentioning the story about the peer. Like I forgot about that for like a complete second. I'm like, what's this guy talking about? Mm. But then when you remember it, it's like, okay, like cool. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. It's like when you get older, that's what you'll cherish that yeah. down the line, you know? I think even when you're older, for example, you might, for example, you passed away with 100K. That <laughs> how long did it, and you, for example, you already gave your money to your kids, you gave them a house, you have 100K extra, yeah? How long did it take you to save that? If you save $250 or $200 a week, that's 10K a year. It's 10 years of working, extra saving, like the amount of hours you must have put in to save that extra 100K yeah. that you didn't get to enjoy. Yeah, but it's like there's so many hours of work where you did late nights, maybe Saturdays, you know, even just working full time and not quitting your job earlier. You know, when you're, six, you're 61, you're like, should yeah. I retire? I'll work a couple more years. You work all of those years that you maybe didn't get to enjoy in your uh, better health yeah. and you don't get to enjoy the money. Yeah, we hear it a lot though, yeah? Like even Steve Jobs' story, everyone, everyone hears it. Like he worked so long and so hard to become one of the richest people and most influential people in the world. And then he ended up dying. Before he could actually enjoy the fruits of his labor. But did he do it for richness though? I don't know what he did it for. Yeah, to be honest. I can't really, I can't really judge. But I'm saying he ended up accumulating a lot of wealth. Yeah. And because he was such a workaholic, he didn't really have the opportunity to enjoy it. And that was what he said was one of his biggest regrets on his deathbed. Mm. So, wow. It's like what, it's like what do we prioritize in this world? And we we all know that the beautiful thing about us is the Dean always grounds us. You always have something to refer back to. Yeah. The dean always tells us, like, in the end of the day, you're leaving with nothing besides your deeds. And that's it. Mm. What did you leave on this earth of goodness? And and your sadaqah jariah? I'm not good enough. Don't laugh at the dean, yeah? Um, <laughs> and then, and then, um, then you basically, you want to be left with that. And that's it. Like, your wealth leaves you. Your family leaves you. Everybody else leaves you. There's nothing left for you in that grave except for your yeah, amen. That's yeah. it. I think as a young 20-year-old, like now that I got married 23, I got married at 23, I think you should have a spend intentionally uh, focus before saving. Yeah. I, I saved a lot because two totally. years COVID, working full-time, no expenses. I saved like 80% of the money I made, which is really good, but... If I could have done more, like without COVID, I probably would have. And I look back at, I started working like 14, nine months, like literally as soon as you could. I worked Maccas three and a half years until the day before Jordan. I remember I walked into Maccas, here's my resignation letter. Boom, went to Jordan. Spent 10 months there. I spent seven and a half K. Okay, that's how much I saved before my Jordan trip. So my three and a half years of work, Maccas, working 10 bucks an hour, I saved seven and a half K. I come back from Jordan, I get a job at um, Toll and Woolies, you make a thousand a week, working full time, you make it back in two months. Mm-hmm. And that's where your income, like now it's a thousand a week, it's like, well, it's a lot. Then when you're 30, 35, it's like 1,500 a week, and then it's 2K a week. Your income's only going to keep increasing, and if you have a too big of a savings focus, it's like, imagine you start making 2K a week in two years. It's like, bro, my savings, I could have, I could double my savings now. And that's where it's like, if you have the opportunity to spend it intentionally mm-hmm. on things that are important, like me was going overseas, yeah. and for someone else it's a car, or it's, you know, mm-hmm. like you should actually spend it. Because sure. if not, you save it. If I save that 7K, well, I'd make it in two months. Like it's really not that deep to me, yeah. you know? Are you doing any of that now? Like so-called like non-guilt spending? purging on yourself or... Like how does it work it's, now it's for you? Limited. It's very limited. I had to. I had a brownie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my God, I didn't feel guilty at all. Yeah. I can see it, that it, as like a TikTok oh video. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very limited. Because for example, I used to make a 100% of your wealth living at home. You might help out with the bills, go eat, shop, 15, 20%. Yeah. Now my rent is 40% of my income. Then bills might be another 20 and then you got all the stuff. So 60, 60 to 70% of my income is I don't get to use. It's just to live. Yeah. Then you got, so I'm, if I talk about what I can spend, it's two to $300 a week. But before, it was all of it, really. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, what can I, you can, you can just save mm. and plan long term. You chose to what? get married. You were yeah. happy yeah. to do it. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, all mm. these I don't regret other it. responsibilities. <laughs> We should get a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's all these other responsibilities, yeah, that came along with it. So with the territory, there's a trade-off. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Khalos. You made a decision. Mm. You're happy with it. One thing that I actually learned along the way is 
there's something that if you're not really good at budgeting or you're starting to get to know it and you want to get familiar first, it's called the 50-20-30 rule. I don't know if you guys have seen it before. It's a good way to start. That's something that I use to start and kickstart my 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 savings and my my, my um, basically breaking up my, my salary or my pay over time just to make it easier for me to understand how I should be managing my money. Because mm. in the past, it used to be like, okay, I have a certain amount of money in my bank account cost. Let me know what? The next paycheck is coming in two days. Mm. Let me just hammer it. Let me get rid of this. Then the, the next paycheck will start. We'll start saving after that. And it doesn't because now I built a habit that I can't sustain. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're caught, like, and, and just because you make more money now, say, for example, you've got a pay increase, doesn't mean that you're going to be able to live the lifestyle that you lived before because different levels, different devils. Now that you got more money, you actually, your, your, your quality of life changes or the way you live, your lifestyle changes. You start to spend more money if you're not conscious because you believe at the back of your head, hang on, I used to spend this much, I used to be okay. You just get a little bit more. Now you start to spend more, you start to splurge a little bit more. Yeah, upgrading your lifestyle. Yeah. Splurge, non guilt. Yeah, non guilty splurge. <laughs> but yeah, so now you now you start to now you start to adjust your lifestyle, yeah, and you start to increase. What's fifty, twenty, thirty? What's fifty? What's twenty? Okay, so what's thirty? Basically, fifty is going towards your necessities, so your gas, water, electricity bills. If you pay them, for example, I'll put Ashraf as the example here. His his rent, you know, his food, his gas, his water, electricity bills, his basic necessities, things to be able to sustain life. Yeah, food, water, shelter, uh, maybe car repayments, or if he has, uh, for example, insurance, that's what he would go towards. And then you shift whatever is left to 2030. If it doesn't count, obviously you can adjust based off of the wants and the needs. Sorry, so the wants and the savings. So the savings would be 20, and uh, the, the wants would be 30%, because you want to live a lifestyle that's uh, maintainable. You don't want to be unrealistic like people who yo yo diet. Where you go hard in one direction, you say, I'm just going to save all my money and not spend on myself. And then one day you go, you know what, stuff this man, I'm getting sick of it. I'm just going to spend it all. That's what happens usually. You kind of like, you go from one way of living to another and then you're like, you know what, I can't do it. Bang, Gucci bag. $6,000, whatever it is. For yeah, one yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's because you're holding in an urge that you've had for a mm. long time. And this worked for you? It worked, it worked a lot, bro. Alhamdulillah. I used to have a very big uh, trouble online shopping, especially during COVID. It's a oh, discipline. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> <laughs> so at least now you know you like this thirty yeah. percent. I have, for example, three hundred dollars a week. I can spend on that. Yeah. Because some people like there's a guy, um, Dave Ramsey. He's got this book, Total Money Makeover. He's got a talk show where people ask him questions and he answers it. You know. And Faisal from Freshly Grounded like really loves him. He goes, he's he's like my financial guru. And he made a YouTube video, Faisal, on how to manage your finances. And he pretty much says every single dollar should have a purpose. But I feel like personally, when you're too strict on the diet, on the budgeting, it's not manageable long term. Like imagine knowing every single dollar where it goes to, and you could percentage and this and that. Like you want to kind of just know twenty percent, thirty percent. I can spend it on whatever I want. Fifty percent is necessity, and it's easier to maintain. Yeah, for sure. Like long term, then things don't happen. You can still enjoy your wealth, yeah. and you know you're saving, and you know you're living. Yeah, but we all know one thing that we spend too much money on, like mm. eating out, or whether it's shoes or clothes. Or whatever it is for each person, like each person is different, obviously. Yeah. Like we all know that one thing that we need to probably chip away at, like for example, you don't need Netflix, Stan, Disney Plus, and yeah. yeah. But regardless, though, it's a good starter. Like that's like besides the point, you know. Like yeah. it's a good starter for someone who doesn't know how to like sort of control their money. I think later on you get to a point where you get into a rhythm mm. where you're able to be like, okay, cool. There's no. There's no harm in having Netflix for a month. You yeah. know what I mean? Or there's no harm in like spending a shoe this week. You know but what I mean? the good thing about it also is to look at your current spending habits and yeah. you can weed out the stuff that's unnecessary that's actually causing you uh, financial detriment. You know? Yeah. So like for example, like I was saying earlier, you didn't even know, but $30 every month is going out of my account towards something that I don't even use. I cloud. Like the gym. I cloud. I cloud, no, I cloud is example. the biggest one. Or even just coffee every single day. No, I said the gym. No, no, no. Coffee, coffee, coffee. <laughs> chill out. Chill out on coffee. Well, chill. Coffee? Six bucks every day? Yeah, it's not six bucks, it's four bucks. Oh, no, I work in the nah, city. Six bucks, bro. Oh, you're dying. Yeah, sucks to be you, bro. But <laughs> hey, that's a that's a necessity. That's <laughs> for a necessity. me, for me, it's not a necessity. That's yeah, a yeah, for you, yeah. So it depends on the like person. You can last on like Red Bull or something. Like no, that. no, I have coffee. I'm saying I have it at home. I do. No, but the ones you know, the I iCloud ones, like that. the iCloud ones are the worst ones. Because tell me why at the end of the month it's got fourteen bucks there, six bucks there, and five oh, bucks bro. there. 
And it's like oh, I don't even know half the stuff I was spending. Do you want to know something? There was a there was a there was like a pre there was like a VPN which I downloaded when I was overseas, and then after because there were so many different iCloud like payments or whatever, what ended up happening is I'd get charged fourteen bucks, twelve bucks or whatever. Yes, yeah. And then down the line, four months later, I'm just like, like what? Which ones are which? Like because I was like, I swear this storage. Yeah, for it doesn't iCloud, say details. It, it just says Apple. Yeah, it just says Apple. It says fourteen ninety nine. Yeah. Tell me why for this whole time because. I've got four spendings that iCloud takes out. It's YouTube, Spotify, okay, sports. storage. No, sorry, it might be just those three. It might be just those three. But there was a fourth one at the time. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, um, let's go Jerry onto it until I realized all of them in a month will take about 70 bucks. I'm like, what's this last thing? Guess what it was? It was a VPN that I got when I was in Spain. Uh, yeah. Oh. And I was getting it just so that I can access something here in Australia. And then obviously, you know, when you just double tap it, cool, in three months, set a reminder. Didn't set the yeah, reminder. At the end of the trial. Yeah, at the end of the trial. And then I had that trial going on for like a long period of time. Mm, I That's did that with Headspace. You, the Headspace meditation. <laughs> yeah, of played, course. Played the full year. Oh, you you did meditate? that with Skillshare, yeah? Skillshare. I think I accidentally ended up paying like another year. I love the hard, bro. They, do they, so get you, they play you because you know it says like you can use different emails. Yeah. So I use different emails, same mobile number. Took out the money straight away. Yeah. yeah. Emailed them, bad luck. You already have an account. It's like uh, you guys are the lowest. See, Binge and KO changed the game. Binge and KO and like HBO, they all like under that same. Yeah. What they do is they use your number. Yeah. So then, oh, so yeah. you can't change your email. So Netflix, you can just change your email, keep getting a free trial, get a free trial. Then you, they use your number. So they know next time you want to sign up. Yeah. You've only you got, got to do the tech stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're like that bored to go to Optus and go get like a number, number. You know what I mean? Deserve it if you do that. But you know that another thing that I realized. Yeah. Oh, do you want to end it there? Miss Salah, bro. I got twenty. So let's go. Yeah, we can wrap it there then. No, no, we'll oh, we've got thing. 24 yeah. I was just going to say this the whole thing about like one thing you know, when we we're talking was how much of a blessing savings is. Oh, you yeah. know, because like, you know, like you go to other sides of the yeah. world and like, like when we actually realize how like grateful it is for us to look at the end of the month or at the end of our paycheck, we can go 20% can go to let me just put it aside for a later date. You know what I mean? Or for something that I want to invest into, you know? No, bro, and also your circumstances could change. Like mm. For example, you yeah. wanna you wanna leave your job, or for something happened in mm. your family or in your life, or you just need that extra kind of like that cushion. Yeah, you know? emergency you fund. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You need right. an emergency fund. You need something right. for a rainy day, That's bro. Good. Uh, ha- then maybe you can you can end on that note if because of this extra disposable income we're lucky to have, we should be putting money aside for like sadaqah or giving back, even if it's a small percentage. Oh yeah, you yeah. don't lose money, mate. Dollar yeah. a day, huh? Yeah, a dollar a day. Even just pick like sponsor an orphan or hey, do something. Sponsor me, guys. Like I'll just give you my cash out. Uh-huh. Okay, give it now. Pay ID, pay ID. Give your number. Pay ID. 04, subscribe to Fair Income right now. We'll see you guys in next week's episode. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.